Mozed, and welcome to Winner Take All, where we talk about the constant battle between large tech monopolies and traditional incumbents. Today, I'm really excited to have Jeremy Kaufman, the co-founder and CEO of Library as, as well as Odyssey. Jeremy, great to have you with us. It is great to be here, and I'm not sure there's a more fitting show for me to be on. You know, I would agree with that. We've, we've really been looking forward to getting you on. I mean, uh, under better circumstances, obviously, Odyssey is a um, top website in the United States. You have, you know, uh, raised, you know, single digit millions of dollars in VC investment, but you have a, you know, top website kind of YouTube alternative content platform, uh, you know, promoting free speech. Um, not falling into the content moderation trap, even if you had the money to blow on something called, you know, content moderation, really just kind of content censorship, really. Applico has, and winner take all has been putting our videos on the site, um, for a long time now to try and, um, you know, support and promote alternative free speech platforms, um, away from the tech monopoly. So anyway, I've, Really look forward to having you on the show. I've loved the business that you built as a user of Odyssey. I mean, it was so easy to do the integration and just like suck down all of our stuff from YouTube and bring it on over to Odyssey. I mean, just, you know, we're going to get into some of the meat here with the SEC in a second, but, you know, just love what you guys have built. How, how would you describe what, you, what you're building, what you have built, um, you know, from the horse's mouth? Uh, well, first, thank you for saying that you found it easy to use as a product oriented CEO there, you know, maybe no larger compliment. So I really like that. Uh, and it is very easy both to sign up as well as if you're a creator to bring all of your content over. It's super easy. And so for anyone listening, I would encourage you to, you know, go ahead and do that right now uh, if, you, if you haven't done that uh, already. And how I would say, you know, I would say um, I'm not sure we're traditional. Uh, we're fighting the, the, the giants in a traditional way, uh, but we absolutely are fighting the, uh, the big tech monopolies and the big tech companies. And we're doing it in a very, uh, in what I think is a pretty novel way. Um, we're kind of doing it by tying our own hands. Um, what we've built is a completely open, uh, decentralized network. Uh, based off of a, a blockchain-based protocol called Library, uh, LBRY. And Library does to publishing what Bitcoin does to money. It creates a system that does not have the same central points of control that the traditional financial system did, but it does it for publishing. So we can now have YouTube-like experiences without needing to seed all of our all of our power and all of our desire to make personal choices to a big tech company. And we can get into how uh, our technology does all that. It can get kind of complicated. What I said already may have sounded complicated. And so something I really want to emphasize is that odyssey.com is a really easy way to use it. So as we talk about what library is and everything that we're doing, you don't have to understand all that. If you just want a website, this will be one of my quibbles. It's a successor, not an alternative. Uh, if you want the successor uh, to YouTube, you can go on to, to odyssey.com. Uh, you know, the other ones that are, um, that do kind of, uh, ha that are very free speech oriented or whatever, you know, they're not, I support them, but they're not doing anything that's sort of genuinely different underneath. 
And I do think that makes them more as like just alternatives or clones. Whereas we're trying to do something that's fundamentally changes the way the entire system works in a way that I think is beneficial for users and creators. Yeah. I stand corrected. It's a tweak. No, it's no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm with you because it is true. It is very important, you know, detail, but very, you know, big deal detail in the sense that you have enabled any other, whoever it is, companies, uh, you know, uh, organizations that say, hey, we want to go and do our own version of Odyssey, but we can build it on top of your protocol and the infrastructure that you've exposed. Odyssey is like the the killer app, you know, the killer app example to say, hey, look, we did this on top of library. Oh, by the way, if you want to, you can also, or you can just really enjoy a great content platform, you know, video experience on odyssey.com. And while you were um, you know, giving that explanation, I was showing the Alexa web rankings. You are a top 5,000 website globally. I mean, that is, that is not easy to do. I mean, those are real serious numbers. Yeah. And it launched in October of last year. So yeah, it's been, it's been blowing up. We've been busy around here. And I've been talking about it. You know, I think there is a rift. There is a kind of like splinter down society platforms where you have the tech monopolies. We've been talking about it for years on the show. The tech monopolies have gone against the very ethos of the platform business model to facilitate exchange of ideas, of information, of content. And they have now used content moderation as a bludgeon, as a moat, as a competitive advantage that smaller competitors uh, like Library and Odyssey you just don't have the money, even if you want to do it, not saying you do, you just don't have the money to do that. And we even had Zuckerberg saying, well, you know, if people, if, if, if competitors uh, don't do appropriate content moderation, maybe they shouldn't get section 230 protection and all this stuff. Anyway, that's my little tangent there. But the point is, we have seen big tech. I think big tech recognizes the threat of free speech either it's content platforms, social media networks, whatever it is, the kind of free speech successors to themselves. And they have not just subtly, but explicitly kind of pinpointed a campaign to go after these uh, smaller up smaller up and coming competitors who, in your case, top 5,000 website on a shoestring budget, right? I mean, if... That that's that's a real threat to them. And I think they recognize that. Would you agree? I think they absolutely do recognize that. I have some emails from them that would probably be evidence of the fact that they recognize that. And we've seen some shady behavior on their part, you know, around the app store and other things that I think demonstrate that they recognize that. And now I think one of the surprising things is, you know, they don't I, I'm curious to get your opinion on this, not to not to flip the uh, interview, uh, but I don't really get it because I, I honestly regularly feel like these guys are my best friends, like they're doing everything they can to help my business succeed. But I don't think that they're stupid people. I, I think that they're, they're, these companies are run by people who are you know, very intelligent they're, and they're profit seeking you know, people, but it feels like they're just like regularly shooting themselves uh, in the foot. And I have my own, like, I can, I can come up with potential theories that explain that. I, I don't have none of them. 
Um, but I'm not confident as to what the actual answer is as to why that's going on. I'm very appreciative that it's happening, but I'm not, I'm not even exactly sure why. These are like many countries, actually, like big countries at this point. I've talked multiple times in the show that these CEOs, the you know the Zuckerbergs of the world, the, the um, Sundars of the world, they don't even have control anymore. You know, there are thousands of mid-level managers that might not even be full-time, might just be contractors that, you know, uh, they are now implementing policy and it's kind of just gotten like too big to fail. How do, how do you, how do you pull this back? You've gotten now, you've literally created a multi-billion dollar industry. You got all these uh, contracting firms that are in the business of doing content moderation. You've gotten the government all hopped up on on content moderation, you know, it's kind of like that thing you kind of let go a little bit because you were like, yeah, we should do this. And then it just grew like a weed and now it's grown out of control. And what do you do? You can't put the genie back in the bottle, even if they wanted to. They've kind of lost control of, of their own operation. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, that uh, That is actually the most plausible explanation uh, to me because I don't think that it's pure profit seeking that explains a lot of the decisions. So the fact that the people inside the company are doing it for their own local incentives or because they've become politically biased or just biased in certain ways that the people, you know, maybe even there's just a selection effect in terms of the types of people who want to do the jobs or, but, but that there's something going on. Yes. Among the sort of um, broad masses of people who work there rather than it being driven by the executives themselves. Yeah, I think that's very plausible. I mean, that's my kind of optimistic view of it all, right? Because, you know, Zuckerberg, like you would, you know, of the other executives, I mean, although recently he's had a lot of transgressions, but, you know, I just feel like maybe um, Zuckerberg, like 1.0, was very much so around trying to promote free speech. Man, I don't know, people change. So I don't know, but let's get to... It's not just the tech monopolies that you're fighting. It is now the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah. There are no coincidences in this life, Jeremy. So, um, <clears throat> you know, you've got some good videos, or I don't know if you did this video, but if you go to Help Library, I've got the site, helplibrarysavecrypto.com. There's a good little explainer video for all of you that want some background here. We're going to jump in more to the meat. The SEC has filed a uh, civil action against Library Inc. And it's a 16-page complaint. I've read through it. But basically, this is not the first uh, domino to fall, right? They, um, XRP, Ripple's um, situation, they've come under fire uh, recently. Uh, but, you know, I think what your explainer video says that Library is maybe like the fourth or fifth um, case where the SEC has now ratcheted up going after companies that have cryptocurrencies. How would you describe kind of the the case against library versus, you know, what we're seeing elsewhere? Um, you know, what what's your overview on uh, on what the SEC is is doing here? I wanted to say at the outset that this case is, well, it's ridiculous first, uh, but it does not threaten the library network, the library technology, the users, anyone's cryptocurrency that they hold or anything like that. Um, it's much more threat to um, my company and its assets. And it's a threat to the ability to develop and work on cryptocurrency in the United States 
generally. Um, I think that the SEC is basically under uh, uh, performing a cryptocurrency suppression program. And I think that they're trying to sort of um, ship of Theseus their way into every cryptocurrency, including potentially Bitcoin and Ethereum as being securities. And by that, I mean that they're you know, making one tiny leap from one thing, one thing, one thing until they've until they've covered all of them. Um, I think they've made some a pretty big leap in this case. Um, this is the first case they've tried uh, where there's no ICL. Um, there were no token sales uh, until there was a functional network. Uh, all of the token sales, you know, were following um, your carefully constructed guidance, uh, and were not sold. Um, were only sold to people for purposes of using them on the platform, uh, which is being used by uh, tens of millions of of. Of people, or I should really say that library is a, is a protocol. It's not a platform. There's not only one way of, of interacting with it. So it's, um, I think it's very aggressive. Um, I tend to not be too conspiratorial, but it does make me wonder why they're bringing this case now um, when there are way worse companies out there that are doing more egregious things. And this case has been open for three years. Um, we haven't attempted to hide every, anything. All of the evidence in the case is things that are you know, publicly available uh, on our website. Um, it does feel a little bit like we're maybe pun being punished for being transparent or for being honest. Um, but I think that if Library loses this case, any cryptocurrency or any blockchain technology that's still under development, which is basically all of them, uh, is at risk. Uh, and so I think it's a very, very serious case. And uh, I would appreciate it if people can sign the petition on the website at, at helplbrysavecrypto.com. Yes. Okay. A few, few big points there. I, I even missed the petition. So let's just jump to that. Okay. The petition, helplibrarysavecrypto.com. There it is. Sign the petition. Everyone go sign that petition right now. Really important for all the reasons that you described and others that we're going to get into. I'm going to sign it. Um, right after the show here. Oh, you got 19,000 signed. And when did this go up, this petition? Uh, a little over a week ago. Okay. Yeah, we can easily get to, to 25K and beyond. Um, by the way, before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts, the the LBC uh, altcoin is popping off. It's actually gone up because of this case. I guess you were saying it's been going on for three years, but this thing I'm reading was filed end of March <laughs> and like April 3rd, the, the, it, it doubled, but it's still, it hasn't gone down from where it was pre, you know, right before the, this, uh, this petition or whatever it is being filed by the SEC. So, you know, all things in perspective, Coin's doing just fine. Yeah. Well, I, I try not to talk about the price uh, too much and that's not new. That's not in reaction to the case. That's something we've uh, sort of always been the the policy because the legally it's such an unclear area, you know, and so we've tried to be very conservative. You know, we think the reason you should buy library credits is to use it on the network. Uh, we think that's why people have been buying them the whole time. Uh, I think I will say from a sort of like efficient market hypothesis type argument, you know, if all of these people were purportedly buying the token to uh, to make money off of it, You'd think that the SEC action would cause them to sell it. You know that didn't appear to be the case. So you know I think there's some decent evidence that uh, people are buying the token because they want to use it, not because they think that they are you know ha getting an investment contract with Library Inc. Okay, so yeah, let's 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 get into the meat here. So you know you you are correct to say yes. I 
nothing happens as a coincidence in this in this world. Um, and yeah, I mean, they went after Ripple, and but you know, Ripple has like a hundred banking partners. You know, like they're way more embedded into the financial system than Library is, right? So, um, but like, why isn't why aren't they going after Bat or something, right? Like, isn't that this the same? Like, I would imagine Bat Corporate was holding Bat coins and has sold some of those along the way. I mean, that to me is basically what they're saying is, hey, you had LBC coins and you sold some of those and um, that's bad. Yeah, that is that is the, uh, essentially the, uh, the, the gist of the complaint. It's, it's a wild standard that they're advancing here. And I, I, I mean, my opinion is that all of this should be legal. Um, that people should be free to exchange what they want to exchange. If the SEC is going to be bringing these enforcements, they need to provide at a minimum. I mean, I think they should just let it all be legal, but uh, just provide clear rules of the road or something. I mean, the case, you're correct. The case only became public a couple of weeks ago. We've been facing it for three years. We've been begging them uh, We've been to give us any kind of guidance. We're making up our own rules, like guessing, you know, and being like, well, can you do this? And you know, they won't even answer. Uh, they won't answer you. And, you know, it's not like we haven't been getting legal consultations. So we have some of the best lawyers in the space. We're following the rules that they said we're supposed to follow. Um, and then this action comes down against us um, out of no, uh, like, well, not out of nowhere in the sense that the case was open, but like, it seemed like it might be going away that they might have realized that it was a mistake. And then, uh, and then they choose to, to sort of bring this action. And it's, uh, is it, it is surprising to me that they're going after us. I think if you go down the list of, of sort of top cryptocurrencies by market cap, you're going to say that under the standard here, you're just going to be like, all right, well, that one's a security, that one's a security, that one's a security. The, the standard being advanced here is really aggressive. Now let's dig into that. What is that standard? And so I just did two Googles, right? One Google says, what is the definition of a security? So what I've got up here is, a security is a financial instrument, typically any financial asset that can be traded. Okay, interesting. Tell me more, Google. In the United States, the term broadly covers all traded financial assets and breaks such assets down to three primary categories, equity securities, debt securities, and derivatives, which includes options and futures. So if you own a credit of LBC, uh, if you own an LBC coin, you own, is that coin linked in any way to ownership into Library Inc., your your actual business entity? In absolutely no way. Um, what that token lets you do is it lets you interact on a decentralized network that's not owned or controlled by my company. So then I Googled, <laughs> what is the definition of a currency? <laughs> and Currency is a medium of exchange for goods and services. In short, it's money in the form of paper or coins or digital or, or digital. Virtual currencies such as Bitcoins, it's actually in the thing, investopedia.com, have no physical existence or government backing and are traded and stored in electronic form. So isn't this just a currency that you happen to own some of that currency and and the currency will naturally appreciate, just like if if the U.S. economy does well, then the U.S. currency also should appreciate in value, right? Like if Library and Odyssey and like 
more of the Bitcoins are being used in the function of your business, then naturally, shouldn't that kind of appreciate the value of the coin? And like, isn't that a currency? I think that what you're saying is 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 possibly true. Uh, I think there's an additional element in this case, which is that uh, your Bitcoin was designed to be money. Library is a token that is designed to let you perform actions on this network. And by the nature of being a freely traded good has a price. Um, I think, and I'm not, I want to be careful not to make nothing. What I'm saying is like my company's specific legal position or even my specific position. I'm just kind of entertaining ideas here. Um, I think you, one could possibly argue that it's also a commodity um, because it's something that lets, that's useful to do something that's freely traded and has a price. I think what we're dealing with from a sort of a philosophical um, perspective is the fact that when something new is invented, frequently our existing laws and even our existing terms don't map clearly onto the new reality. And so we have this new thing that maybe does have a little bit of properties of this previous existing thing and then another bit and then some properties of this other thing and some properties of this other thing. And then we're taking or and, and some new properties that never existed before. And then we're taking a 100 year old law that was in no way written to cover this kind of scenario and attempting to, you know, uh, uh, basically uh, create legislation uh, through uh, enforcement actions rather than Congress or the government getting their act together and, you know, actually creating a, a, a clear law. Yeah. I mean, government likes power. That's clear. We've seen, learned anything these past uh, 14, 15 months. Government likes power, doesn't want to relinquish that power. <clears throat> I think the average American breaks seven laws a day. There's a reason why Lady of Justice is blindfolded. Unfortunately, that blindfold has come off. And if they're going to go after you guys, they should be going after every single, you know, altcoin that was spawned by a private business, right? By, by some kind of business entity. If, if they're going to draw that line, they, they should be filing thousands of suits, right? Like, how are they only at number five? Yeah, I mean, like, yes, but also I want them to file zero. So I don't want to be like, please sue more people because I don't want other people to get hurt. I want them, uh, you know, I want, I want the SEC to stop doing this. I want people to be speaking up about how outrageous this is. But yes, under the standard being advanced here, I believe that the anyone working on cryptocurrency in the U.S. is potentially at risk under these laws. Any cryptocurrency uh, that's being used in the U.S. and it doesn't have to be, by the way, that it was made by a U.S. company. Like the you know the United States government believes that these laws apply to anything being used here. So this is really about the future of United States citizens being able to freely trade and freely work and and uh, develop this technology which i think is very important for the future of the world you know and i think that the united states needs to be thinking about you know are we going to be an innovator are we going to be a world leader are we going to attempt to shut down something that can actually be shut down and damage our own economy uh and hurt innocent people in an attempt to do that. You know, because of this action, we had an exchange, Bittrex, delist us in the US. They're still allowing trading globally. And we had three new Chinese exchanges approach us and want to add library credits to their exchanges. And it's like, this technology is not going away. 
it's it's not going away. And so if you're the US and you have the US's interests at heart, why attempt why cause this damage to uh, a really important industry when there's no one complaining? Right. There's, there's no person who went into the SEC and complained and said, library wronged me, library defrauded me. There's no allegation of any of that. There's literally zero victim. This is just the government uh, attempting to shut down a vital industry that's creating a lot of jobs. Yeah, they want power. And it doesn't matter if, if uh, you know, what's right or wrong anymore. We're living in 1984, Jeremy. Yeah, feels that way. One of our clients, you know, he says... You know what? You know what motivates me, Alex. You think hope, optimism. He goes fear. Fear <laughs> motivates me. Guy runs a multi-billion-dollar company, right? Fear motivates me, Alex. And un- unfortunately, you know, I think people need to recognize what you said is true. You don't wish it upon anyone else. But if the precedent is established, as they are. Tempting to do. I didn't realize they're investigating you guys for three years. I'm going to get to that in a second. But this precedent, there should be a thousand cases filed tomorrow, right? Like everyone in the crypto industry needs to understand they will come for everyone. It's just a matter of time, right? And just a matter of, you know, probably uh, <laughs> who, who, who gets whispered in their ear uh, to who to go after next, right? Who Who is the next most threatening uh, one to the, to the, powers that be. But anyway, that's an unproven conspiracy theory, clearly. Um, But anyway, that linkage is extremely important. And I think it's spot on that if you treat these things, coins as securities, even though there's no backing, there's no tie to your business, which is what a security is. I'm reading the definition. I'm not a lawyer, but I don't know. Riddle me that. Then now, because you're saying that very common sense stuff, if, if library does well, uh, the coin should appreciate. Yeah, it it should. Well, I don't even I don't even want to say that. You know, we've tried to. I think, I you know it's I think it's tough to dispute the logic of that. But we try to not even say things like that. We tried to be very conservative and say like, look, the price is the price. You know, you buy it because you want to use it because it's useful to you today, and that's the only reason that you should buy it. And so we've been so conservative in that regard. No, I know you have, but I'm yeah. reading this case. And I was like, where did they get this information? I mean, because this was going back for years. I was like, did someone, did like some disgruntled employee leave and like go like complain to the SEC or, but then it makes sense if you're saying that they have been, you have been in, in, in you know, back and forth with them for three years. Because I was reading this. I was like, wait, how did they get all this information? We originally got subpoenaed in May of 2018. And we've been compliant the entire time. You know, we haven't tried to hide anything. Uh, the, the the information in the case, you know, they didn't have to do, do digging. And this is, so I will say, this is the sort of less conspiratorial. Although this job is definitely turning me into a conspiracy theorist because it's very difficult to put all of these pieces together. Like it doesn't make sense. But the sort of the, the least conspiratorial explanation I've been able to come up with is that they're extremely lazy. And so um, they they are, you know, you have the SEC head who maybe does have this desire to damage cryptocurrencies. And he says, you know, go out and produce enforcements. And then you have the sort of SEC rank and file. And, 
you know, why do hard work to catch a bad guy or, or shadier guy, you know, who's setting up the multiple companies and who doesn't have a public spreadsheet that you can download of everything that's being done when you can go after a library and it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Because if your standard is everything's a cryptocurrency and your job is to bust people and you can bust any cryptocurrency, maybe you go after the one that's the most honest and the most transparent. As a, as, as a fellow founder to another, you know, I... I feel for you. I can only imagine what it's been like fighting something like this for three years. You guys raised VC money in um, in 2017. And so then would you say 2018, you get this subpoena? Well, okay. Have fun raising money with a active subpoena from <laughs> yeah, the SEC. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a great point to make. And it's one that doesn't come up in a lot of these shows, but it's like, yes, tell me about it. Like, I, I have literally, I have a uh, more than $10 million investment that I'll get the day that this case is over. So the SEC is saying, well, well, you know, you're selling the token for money. It's like, yeah, I can't raise money because you are threat. You're, you have an open case against me that you won't close, that no investor is going to put money into the company because it will wipe out every dollar the company has. And so it's like, then they continue to put you in these catch 22 situations. Similarly, they said like this other Another catch 22 they put us in is they said this other agency, like, oh, we'll drop the investigation if this other part of the SEC gives you approval. You go to that agency and you say, well, can you give us approval? They say, we can't consider you for approval until the investigation is dropped. It's like, come on, guys. Like, it's, it's, it is in it, the way that they have act, acted is insane. Right. And, and meanwhile, you're, you're trying to build a business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that's easy to do. I'm glad I get to talk about it, honestly, because I, 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 we have been tried to be so transparent as a company and my counsel, like strongly uh, argued against going public. Like I wanted to go public like <laughs> multiple times over the last couple of years. Um, um, you know, but I was, I was, you know, they, they said that it would guarantee that the case was brought and that they might drop it, you know? Uh, if we kind of stayed quiet, that didn't end up happening. Right. But then they, they string you along for three years. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it goes on for three years. You can't raise money for three years. How, what have you, you easily spent over a million dollars on legal fees at this point? Just, yep. just ba battling this, right? More, yep. More than a million bucks. Yep. And now they're, they're putting it into high gear um, after it just like simmering for three years, them starving you out. I mean, it's like, I mean, it, it just looks like a hit job. You don't need to confirm or deny that. But, you know, it just if you want to try and kill a startup business, this is the recipe to do it. Hit them with a subpoena, drag it on for three years, starve them of any money. The moment they do anything with their coin, add it on to the case, then make it, you know, then then go full, kick it into high gear th three years later. And so. You know what? What about the money? Like, it, are you? Or could you? Are you looking at doing like a crowdfunding? Could people donate? Like beyond the petition? You know, again, how can we rally the crypto community around this? Because it is bigger than just library. We are looking at at doing a letter for actual cryptocurrency industry, uh, like people in the industry, to sign separate from the um, petition. Uh, I think though, the biggest thing to do is like just to use it. Look, the, the SEC can wipe out all of my company's money. They can wipe out all of my company's cryptocurrency. They can't wipe out the content. They can't wipe out the technology. And they can't wipe out our interest in working on it. So even in the worst case scenario, 
The SEC basically destroys the corporate vehicle, destroys all of our assets, destroys all of our cryptocurrency reserves, destroys all of our money. We pick up the, the next day with a new entity, right? So library is not under risk. Everything's going to continue. Nothing is going anywhere. What we should do is recognize the fact that part of the reason, well, I can't confirm this, but I certainly do think it's suspicious and that, the, the, that they're going after us. And I think it shows that this is one of the technologies that the people who do have this desire to control every aspect of our lives are the most scared of. And so the way the, beyond signing the petition, the number one way to fight back is to use it and to evangelize and to spread it. Because the more people that have library tokens, the more people that have channels and identities, the more people that are using it, the more resilient the network is, and the more resilient the technology is. Uh, and the, honestly, the, the more likely that the politicians and the regulators change their minds. Like they are, uh, I, 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 have a, I don't have very much respect for a lot of them, but one of the reasons I don't respect them is actually beneficial, which is that they are kind of spineless and they will, they're not principled and they will follow, you know, if the masses of people want something, if there's political pressure to do something, then they'll do it. You know, and so the more people kind of show that this is a technology that they care about, uh, the more people show that this is a technology that's useful to them, um, then I think that that does actually strengthen our chance of winning, even if that's not a legal argument. I got to give you credit. Um, you know, it must be, uh, you know, every every founder, co-founder, you've you know, you, you have those years where you slog through things just with with no end in sight. I had it. Um, you know, it, it is just really inspiring to see your, your positivity that that mentality is so key. You know, I, I, I really like that outlook that you just gave. I mean, you hit it on the money, right? Like even in worst case scenario, they still can't tear this thing down. This thing will still live on. And even if you go down and you go down and in glory and flames and everything that comes with that library will only become more popular <laughs> yeah. and um and more widely used okay if that's worst case scenario and then the next day you can pick up and then you know do either build on top of it or you know do whatever yeah i mean you know that's but but that mentality like to see that i mean you know i i give you a lot of respect seriously um it's really hard to kind of get to 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 kind of have that insight, and I think it's I think it's correctly found and correctly placed and correctly messaged. Everything you just said, I completely agree with. And look, man, I I really mean it. You know, uh, this is it's amazing what you've built. It's amazing the tenacity that you're bringing to fight this thing. You know, all I can say is we're here, we're with you. There's way more people than just me that are with you. Uh, and way more than just the 19,000 that have signed the petition. And we're going to get that number way up. Um, and yeah, man, you know, let's fight this thing because uh, it needs to be done. And, it, and, and, and it is unfounded, right? What they're trying to do is it, it, it is not correctly founded, particularly because you didn't even do an ICO. You didn't even do these kinds of things that other companies have done that are in regulated industries. So they're really stretching this. And then it opens up the doors to go after everything. That's my little tangent. Any any closing thoughts, Jeremy? Thank you very much. Uh, that that means uh, that means a lot. It's great to see that that you recognize that. I love the energy that that you're bringing. And dude, I mean, this is this is how I'll say that. Like, this is how we win. 
you know, they, they're going to, this is going to be one of the biggest mistakes that they've made because they're going to end up just bringing more attention to what we've built. And the, um, the, like, I don't, I, I have, I would rather be where we are today as a company than where I was three years ago or two years ago, or even before the SEC case has, uh, was brought. Like I'd rather have 20 million users and an SEC case, you know, than no SEC case and no traction, you know? So like, we're, I, I feel like the trajectory we're on is really, uh, really, really positive. And as long as, um, you know, people keep using it, keep spreading the word. Uh, I think we're going to, you know, bring this thing to a billion people. And I think it's going to allow us all to take control back over our lives uh, from, uh, from big tech and, uh, and maybe from Wall Street, although I think that's more other crypto companies than mine. Um, and so, yeah, it was great to be on. People need to make sure that they're following you on, on Odyssey. And that'll be my, my closing statement. Well, now, now we just know that you're a genius, but, um, you know, love the platform, love the protocol, um, love what you guys are doing. You know, I'm, uh, I think we, we gotta, we, you know, I'm going to do my best to kind of stay on top of, of, of how this plays out. Um, just love that energy, man. And, uh, keep it up and I'm going to follow up with you. And, you know, there's other stuff that, um, you know, I'm curious about just how, how we can help and just other things. So, um, so great having you on. Thank you for taking the time. And I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to, you're going to beat this. I really do believe that. Thanks, Alex. Great show. That's it for us today on Winner Take All. It was so great having Jeremy on the show. I'll talk to you later.